What's up, Fathom fam? Welcome to the weekly Sunday Sermon Podcast. You can follow us to stay up to date on everything going on at Fathom on the Church Center app, Instagram, or YouTube, our Facebook page, or our Fathom Fam Facebook group. We hope to see you there, but for now, we're going to jump right into the message. 50% of young mothers are battling loneliness. Right? Every other one you see is battling that. So the same is true, I think, when we're knowing that anxiety is a real thing, and it, it comes and it goes, and there's a lot of reasons for it. So we're going to be diving into some of that today. Um, but we've all felt it. We, we've all felt uh, anxiety in our life. Even this past week, you probably felt anxiety in some way. Whether if it was preparing for a presentation at work, or if it was when you dropped your kids off at kids' church today, right, and you felt some anxiety as they're getting checked in, and you're like, for whatever reason, I'm kind of feeling, we feel anxiety kind of uh, working its way up into our body, and we begin to experience these symptoms, don't we? We experience uh, symptoms uh, of our heart rate going up. We experience uh, sweaty hands. Uh, we begin to sweat. We begin, some of us, we even get to the place of it's like a panic attack, and then we have to like literally run away. We don't know what to do, um, or, or we're worried about what someone else is going to say. And I, I think with all the anxieties that we feel, and, and let's just be real, you felt them this week. Go ahead and name them about what you've been feeling them. But, but where I want to start us today is just understanding that anxiety is actually a symptom. It's a symptom, like, like def- definition-wise, base level, it's a symptom of deeper things that are going on inside of our life, right? Some of those will be chemical, some of those will be genetic. We'll talk through some of those things. Some of those things are spiritual, and some of those things have to really to do with, it, with our focus and where we're at in our, in our life. And so really, just very simply, anxiety is the body's response to fear and worry. Like, if you look at it definition-wise, this is like a kind of maybe an, an oversimplistic, but it's a response to fear and worry that's going on in our life. So when you're feeling anxiety, right, there's fear. And like I said, there's going to be some genetic things, there's chemical things, and I'll address those here in a few minutes. But at, at, at a very simplistic, it's a response to fear or worry, okay? And so when we understand that it's a response, that it's really a, a symptom of something deeper, what is, what is that deeper it? It's fear and worry. So we look at like, what, okay, then what's fear? Like, let's begin to talk about what fear is. And the fear is body's response to present or impending dangers, likely to, to cause physical or emotional pain. It, it's, really, it, it's really just a symptom of a deeper rooted issue, like um, problems that we have in life, which is fear and worry. And these are, again, these are not for a select few who may, may be in this room, like you're, you're diagnosed with certain anxiety disorders, or you're walking through it undiagnosed and untreated. And, and if you are, I think it's like a third of diagnosed anxiety disorders go untreated. Like, wh- like why are they untreated? Like, it, and I think something that's happened in the past year, year and a half, and uh, past few years, in fact, is that we're talking more about it. People are talking about it. And, and for some of us, maybe it's exhausting you, but it's, it's actually, in my view, it's actually a good thing that we're bringing this up. And I think we need to bring it up here in the church too uh, and really, really speak to it uh, from, from the scriptures, which we're gonna do here in just a moment. But it's the body's response um, to a present or impending, and I'll even add this, sometimes it's not present or impending fear, it's perceived fears, right? It's, it's not, I mean, how many times have we sweat like a, a, an interaction with an individual that we thought was going to go badly, and it didn't, right? 
Um, and, and so we, we have the, those things that are, are built up, and, but oftentimes like, they're fears. Like if you just go back, way back to your school days, and I'm, I know we've got some students in here, and you're preparing for a test or a big project, and you have anxieties. I can see it in my son over the past couple of weeks. Like he had a, had a science thing that he was preparing for, and he was just feeling some anxiety uh, about that. And, and like, okay, so, so what's the fear beneath that? What's, and this is where we've got to go. We've got to go, like what's the, if that's the symptom, what's the root? Is it, is it fear that um, I'm not going to do a good job? Is it, is it a fear that I'm going to be made fun of if, if I say the wrong things? There's, there's a fear beneath most every single one. And if there's not a fear, uh, there's a worry. There's a worry. Um, we're, we're anxious about our finance because we're worried we're not going to have enough. Like There's a, a deeper thing here. And the beautiful thing that I want to point to today that the scriptures encourage us um, is that anxiety weighs down the heart, uh, Proverbs 12 says. Anxiety weighs down the heart, um, but a kind word cheers it up. So everybody say, cheer up. <laughs> cheer up, because that's all I have. I, I have a good news. That's, that's the heaviness. That's the reality that so many of us are living with. Even some of us watching online or in the room today, like it's hard for you to be in a room with a lot of people. I know it is, because I've been there. I've been there. Where it's like, I, I just, I just want to run. I don't know what to do with this that's happening. But I, I want to bring a kind word to us um, that the scriptures say that I believe we have in the New Testament. And I think it comes from really the, the birth narratives that we have in uh, Matthew chapter 1 as well as Luke chapter 1 and 2. Because what's the phrase that the, the angels say to, uh, to Mary, to Joseph, and to the shepherds? What's, what's the three words they speak to each one of their hearts? Anybody? Don't be afraid. Do not fear. Like, don't be afraid. And why do they need that? Why did Joseph, let's, let's begin to look at this text in Matthew chapter 1. Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, not his biological father, but his earthly father, um, was, was a righteous man. He was faithful to the law, the scripture says. And he was stressed out, to say the least. In fact, as we begin to read this, uh, let's go ahead and read it, uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and he did not want to expose her to public grace. He's it's clearly talking about Mary. I've jumped in on the text here. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. I think Joseph, based on my reading of the text, he had kind of made up his mind. Like, as a faithful man uh, of God, God-fearing man, what's the right thing to do here? He's, he's been sorting it out, and he's like, I think I'm going to divorce her quietly. And while they weren't married, as we would know, married, they were betrothed, which at that time, it was a legal, it was a legal marriage. It was, bind, it was binding. It's like the paperwork had been signed, but it had not been consummated. It had not been celebrated. So they hadn't had a big party, right? They hadn't had the reception, hadn't had the, the ceremony, um, and she was not living with him. Like, that's where they were at this time. So when he found out she was pregnant, like, he, he's like, I think I'm going to divorce her quietly. This is the right thing to do. And so... According to, Matt, to Matthew's text here, Joseph sounds cool as a cucumber, right? He's just thinking through what he's got to do, and he's just making a decision. But let's be real. We know it's not that easy. I, I believe he was stressed out. I believe that he had some real um, fears and worries about the future, about raising this child, about saying yes. And he was struggling, and he was anxious about the decision that he had to make, that he had to make. Anybody else right now, if you're honest, like you're anxious about a decision you have to make. Uh, about a promotion you have to take or turn down. 
anxious about where to put your kids in school, anxious about finances in this season. We've all got things that we're dealing with anxieties and there's a deeper fear. And I know this based on on, uh, here with Joseph because of what the next verse says. But after he'd considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. If that wasn't fear, if he didn't, he wasn't battling fear, why would the angel have to come and tell him not to fear? Whether it, maybe it'll bubble up after time. Maybe that is true. But I think he was dealing with it then. Because oftentimes, even when we're kind of putting on a brave face, a lot of times there's, there's a lot of underlying fears and worries. And can I tell you, as a leader, as someone who's in front of people, I, I'm regularly having to be confronted in, 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 the, in the spiritual quiet place of my life by the Holy Spirit to say, don't be afraid. Because so often it's like, I want to put on a brave face. I, I want to like, say, no, 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 there's no anxiety here. I'm, I'm just a chill, right? It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. Just keep telling yourself, it's, everything's going to be fine, right? And then it's really not. We're really dealing with some really deep fears. And this is what I, I think Joseph was dealing with. But God comes and he speaks this message to him through the angel in a dream. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Let's finish out the text. She will give birth to, to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Can I just say, just real quick, anxiety, fear, all, all of the, the negative emotions, all the negative things that we are all because of the fall of man, right? So for those of you that are maybe in a place of like, I'll never get out of this, uh, I want to bring a, a, a kind, encouraging word. You will. You will. Uh, I pray it's on this side of eternity. Some of you will be dealing with some things on, on this side of eternity, and, and God won't heal it for whatever reason, and, and it will be healed on the other side. None of us will have to fight that um, um, uh, in heaven. And so I just wanted to kind of highlight that real quick. All, all this took place to fulfill uh, what the Lord uh, had said through the prophet. Uh, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel um, of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife, took, home, took her home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until uh, she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Thankful for the word of God today. And here's what I want us to hear today as we're going to begin to process different ways that anxiety uh, happens in our life and we begin to, to, to process it and where it's coming from. And this is super important is I want you to know that Emmanuel came to cure the root. He didn't come to just treat symptoms in our life, whatever those symptoms might be. Next, Jesus cares about the root. God cares about the root, and that's why I point that that root, that root is sin, right? It, at the very end of the day. Now, now I'm going to point to some other things at the end of the day that we're going to have to think through that may be going on, and I want to help you to think through these, uh, but I want you to know at the, the heart of hearts, Jesus came to cure the root. Uh, so first of all, I think it's, when we're kind of feeling like, where does it come from? I want to go ahead and address this. I've, I've mentioned already, sometimes anxiety is, it's chemical or it's genetic, it's trauma-based. It's, it's something that's happened um, there that actually needs medical care. Uh, in fact, in, in my own family, like, like we've got mental health 
um, things that, that have come across that, hey, we didn't know we're even there. We saw the symptoms for years, but then we learned, okay, that there's a medical issue uh, in, in the chemicals uh, uh, of a family member's brain that actually needs to be um, cared for medically. Um, and and uh, I want to let you know, because I get this question on a regular basis, like, like what, do you, what do you believe about that? Well, here's what I believe. Is I believe in something called common grace. Uh, common grace is really that God allows believers and non-believers alike, particularly non-believers in this case, to be able to bring things into the earth that are helpful to us, right? Art that moves you in a very deep way, and it's almost a spirit. It's, it can be a common grace, and it came from a non-believer. You can hear a song, and it just ministers to your soul, and that person does not have a relationship with God. You ever heard that? Like, and you're like, that was God. It was common grace working through even non-believers, I think the same is, is true, and, and there's plenty of um, great Christian people in the medical uh, field, and, but, but some of us are very skeptical of those things, and you, you probably have good reason to uh, on, on some cases. Um, but a, as a whole, I, I just want you to know like, there's a common grace working through medicine, and, and we don't have to be afraid to, to be able to seek help. Like if there's someone here who can help, who can speak to what's something chemical that's going on in my heart or in my mind, in my body that I didn't realize, and we need that for a, a short time or an extended time, then God's brought that great, like, take X, like, take advantage of it, right? Um, and so I just want to kind of address that. I'm not going to go into that really from a scriptural basis today, um, because frankly, there, there's not a, t- a ton there that I would point to, but I just want to tell you, like, what uh, myself, and I really believe a, a lot of uh, Christian pastors and, and theologians would express those same sentiments. Um, uh, really, the second thing that where anxiety could be coming from um, I think it, it, the root could be not just something chemical or genetic, but actually rooted um, in something that's off in our perspective. Like, it's a root in which we've lost perspective of who God is and who we are in Christ. So, sometimes, sometimes anxiety is present in our world, in our life, in our, in our body, because we've actually lost sight of who God is. We fear man more than we fear God. We've, we've forgotten that God is the ultimate provider, and he's sovereign over every situation, and he owns cattle on a thousand hill, as the, as the, the scripture says. We've, we've lost sight of who God is and, and who we are in Christ. And, and maybe you're there today, and the reason that you have anxiety is not necessarily, I don't know, you have to see a doctor to really know. I'm not here to diagnose that today. But the reason you may be feeling anxiety is, is maybe not chemical. Maybe it's actually you've just lost sight of who God is. You've lost sight that there is a God who is close to you and he's near to you and who loves you. Um, the, the commonly quoted uh, scripture when it comes to anxiety is the passage in Philippians, don't be anxious about anything, right? You ever gave that advice to somebody who was struggling with anxiety? It's not super helpful, right? Just don't worry. Like, awesome, it's not that easy. Like, I'm still working through these things. But I want you to notice this. I want you to notice the scripture, because we'll read that verse, we'll see it on Facebook, and we're like, oh yeah, don't be anxious, and then we start to feel guilty about being anxious. <laughs> Somebody tells us, don't be anxious, like, great, right? right? And yes, we, we get the end part of this. In fact, I talked about this uh, on the table. I, I brought this up about bringing everything and our prayers request to God, but we miss the three words, four words, right at the end of verse five. That sets up why we don't need to be anxious. It's because the Lord is near. 
I don't care if you've got a brave face on and like nobody knows about the worry and anxiety and fear that's rooted in your life. Like, and I'm not talking about like surface level fear. I'm talking about deep-seated fears that that's for some of us have been present in our life for a very long time. And I, and I just want us today, like just to, to be reminded of who God is, that he's the God who is near to you. Like in your moment of strife, in your moment of anxiety, in your moment of fear, he's not far. He's not way off there. No, no, we need to realign and remember in our minds and in our hearts that God is near. He's near to me. When I feel that pressure, I, I, I just refocus that God is who he said he is. He's a God who's near. And so I don't have to be anxious about anything. And, and, and that's learning to practice the presence of God. That's learning to, to draw the mind and to keep in front of myself the goodness of God that he is close to us. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And here's what the scripture says, and the peace of God. And anxiety, peace. Come on, just... I know, watching online, right here in the room, there's some of us that just, we just need God's peace. There's just a war that's raging in our mind. We've got a restless heart and a restless mind, and we need the peace of God. And what the scripture says is to focus first on his nearness, that he's present with you. Emmanuel, God with us, he's here. Transcends all understanding. It doesn't even make sense. I can remember vividly one of one of the heaviest moments in my life, and it was deeply spiritual. There was a major transition happening in my life. I won't even go into all, there was, there was a number of major transitions that were happening. It was the most anxiety and, and, and pressure and fear I'd ever felt in my life. I had no idea what I was doing. My life was being turned upside down from the inside out. And, um, and I had no words to pray. I literally went into my dorm room on a nasty, like, free Goodwill couch we got. It was gross. And I buried my, actually, I, let, I, I lit a few candles. I, I don't, I wasn't a, I'm not a candle guy. I have not let, lit a candle since, but I lit a candle that day to just like, God, I need you to show up. I need your Holy Spirit to show up. And I buried my face in the couch, and I could not pray any prayer except, God, I need your peace. And it's just the simple request like that, the peace of God just overwhelmed the room. I can just, I, it, I just broke. Like there was something in me that just called to recognize, even as I just subconsciously lit a candle, it was like the Holy Spirit was like, I'm gonna be here with you. You just gotta cry out for me. You gotta remember and, 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 uh, that, I'm, that I'm near to you. So I want you to remember today that maybe, maybe the issue is, is chemical. Maybe, maybe it is something medical that needs care. Maybe, maybe it's just a, it's a focus thing. Maybe it's remembering who God is and remembering who we are in Christ. So remember the Lord is near. Um, beyond that, I think there's a, another um, uh, issue that, that we run into, and it may not be the, the, that our anxiety is stemmed from really losing sight of who God is, but what if some of these moments of anxiety is really just an opportunity to trust God more deeply? Sometimes our anxiety is actually not rooted, uh, and maybe my focus is way off, but maybe it's just an opportunity for me to grow, right? And a lot of times we'll be more comfortable using the word stress than confessing that we have fear and anxiety, right? For whatever reason, that's like a, that's like a badge of courage almost. I'm busy and I'm stressed. I'm an American. Of course I am. But it's not a marker for the people of God. 
It's not a badge of courage for the people of God. We should be people that walk and experience God's peace. And if you don't have that, you know, maybe you have that in a moment and I have it in a day and then I run into a season in which the fridge breaks and the oven breaks and, you know, my car breaks down, right? And I was fine. I had my eyes fixed on Jesus two weeks ago, yesterday, but today not so much, Right? And so it's not a matter of, my, my focus has been off for my entire life. No, no, maybe it's just a moment in which I get to just trust God more deeply and depend on him and get to know his nearness, get to know his power. Uh, I love this passage in, in Matthew chapter six. Some of you will be familiar in the Sermon on the Mount um, where Jesus is, is, is teaching, he's preaching. And he's saying, why do you worry? It's like, he doesn't say don't be anxious, but he says, why do you worry? Like you worry about what you're gonna eat, Come on, anybody like me, I love food, and I worry about what I'm eating. What am I going to eat? Like, I get done with breakfast, and I'm like, what do I want to do for lunch? You know, I just <laughs> get done with lunch, and I'm like, what do I want to do for dinner? I'm like, what am I going to have for a snack before bed? Like, I'm just moving there, right? That's why we do fasting after the holidays. Uh, Christina said it this week. She's like, I've got the discernment of a raccoon these days. And I'm like, I resemble that statement. You know, it's like, just like seafood, eat food. I'm on that diet. Um, no, but we, Jesus is addressing them, but we worry about so much, like what we're going to eat. Worry about how we're going to pay for the Christmas presents for kids. Worry about how we're going to, you know, do something with our broke down 1984 vehicle that's like, it's, it's a run, not hasn't run out of gas, but it's run out of like steam, like it's done. You know, and we know we need a new vehicle. We, we begin to stress about all these things. And, and Jesus is just saying, hey, like, don't you know? Like, God loves you. God knows what you need. Here's what, here's what he says, verse 32, um, Matthew chapter 6. He says, for the pagans run after all these things. Like, people that don't know Jesus, people that don't know God, non-believers, non-Jews, they run after these things. But don't you know that your heavenly Father knows that you need them? Like, don't you know that he's near? And don't you know that he knows? I, I, one, of my, one of my very encouraging scriptures in my life has been Romans 8.26. Right before we get to Romans 8.28, which a lot of people quote, you know, um, that God works all things for the good of those who, who love him. We love that one. We often miss this at Romans 8.26 that says, even when we don't know what to pray, spirit groans on our behalf. I love Psalm 139 that, that just says, before I was even formed in my mother's womb, he knew me. Like, he saw my unformed frame, and, and, and he called me by name. Like, he knows me. He knows everything there is to know about you. So for those of you today who find anxiety and stress and fear in your life, like, can this be a comfort to your soul? Can this be a, a cheerful thing to your soul today to remember that God not only is near, but that he knows already, even before you say it. And so there's no sense in putting on a brave face and acting like you're hiding, right? Even if you're going to hide from other people, don't hide from God. Because you can do that for a few moments. You can do that for a few days. But if you do that for, with God, there becomes, like there, there becomes a dark road when we're not honest and real with God. And what is there anxiety and fear that turns into depression and turns into an extended period where God, like, I don't even know if you know anymore. You feel so far away. So it's reminding ourselves that he's close and knowing that he's, he knows what's going on in our life today. He knows the bills that have come in. He knows how they're going to be paid. He knows when they're going to be paid. 
He, he, he knows um, everything that is uh, to come, and so we can, we can trust him. And then lastly, I, I would say today that sometimes anxiety is not chemical. It's not even a, f- a focus issue, and like I've lost sight of who God is, and a truth issue of who he is and who he is in my life, or even an opportunity to depend on God. Sometimes it's a legitimate spiritual attack from the enemy of your soul, Satan. Like sometimes it's a legitimate spiritual attack. Now Christians jump here, right? You, you ever met one of those that like there is a demon under every, you know, doormat and right behind every door and like their, their phone doesn't charge, right? And they're like, this thing is possessed. I need to lay hands on it. We need to anoint it with oil because it didn't charge. And like, no, maybe your battery's just dead. Like maybe it's a five-year-old phone. That's kind of what happens there. You ever run into that? Some of you are like, I, I am that. Like, I, everything's <laughs> spiritual. Like. And here's the deal. There, there, there is always, I think, I, I just want to call us as, as Christians, as we move into a season of prayer and fasting in the new year, one of, there's so many reasons we do that. And I'm going to be releasing a, a teaching, kind of a conversation teaching here recent, uh, in the next couple of weeks for you to be able to tune your heart into that and understand why we do that. Um, but one of those things is because we begin to see the spiritual war that's going on. Because I know we're seeing a lot of the physical things that are going on, but, but we as believers, like, we, we got to see that there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's more. Like, we battle not against flesh and blood. There are things in the principalities and powers of this earth that is going on, and I want us to tune our eyes and, 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 and our hearts to that, because not everything is a spiritual attack, but sometimes it is. Sometimes that anxiety, like just think about it. If, 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 for those of you that would say, yeah, I know what a spiritual attack is. I've felt that anxiety come up. And usually how a spiritual attack presents itself is anxiety. Like, oh, there's just something going on. Like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And like, my heart's racing and just feel, I feel like I'm under attack. Anybody ever said that? You ever heard that? Heard somebody else say that? And sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. And here's why I want to point you to, to this passage in, uh, from Peter. It says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And here's what he says in verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him. This is different. This is not throw your worries away. This is not like don't worry. No, no, no. This is, this is a bringing my anxiety to him. This is an informative text for some of us who are battling anxiety right now in this season, or Wednesday's going to roll around, or the bills are going to come roll around, and I'm going to take them, and I'm going to bring them to Jesus, because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. And as much as we tune our heart to who God is and his nearness, as much as we tune our heart and our minds to just know that he knows everything that we need, we need to tune our hearts to this, that God cares for us more deeply than what we can understand or imagine. He cares for us. And so you can bring him the need. Be alert and of sober mind, he goes on to say. Be alert. This is why after the season of like, we, we can get our attention on a lot of things in the church, we go into a season of fasting because we need to tune our hearts. We need to be sober and, and, and alert of a sober mind. At verse 11, uh, Sarah says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a lion. Uh, verse eight, go back to verse eight. <clears throat> be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone 
to devour. Y'all seen that t-shirt, that saying, not today, Satan. Y'all seen that one? Like some of y'all own that. Some of you need to wear it more often. Because some of us have been that someone to devour for far too long. We've let the roaring lion devour our marriage. We've, we've let him devour the purity of our mind because we've given our eyes over to lust. We've, we've allowed the enemy to devour a heart that is after him, a heart that's focused on him. And we've been that someone for far too long. And I just want just something in your heart that just says, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, not anymore, not today, Satan. Not, not anymore. We got some of us that have been battling anxiety, we're gonna say, not anymore. Not anymore, right? Because sometimes it's, it's a spiritual attack that's going on. Verse nine says, resist him. Don't just give into it. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Context of this is that the, the church was under great persecution, like a real, it, it, it wasn't just spiritual in the spiritual like realms. Of, it, was, it was physical spiritual, you know what I'm saying? Like it, that, that's played out so many times in the physical. And that's what he's saying. Like there's other people that are going through this too. But in the midst of this trial, in the midst of this suffering, you can experience you, and you, um, uh, God's peace. Um, but you've got to humble yourself before him. Uh, you've got to cast all your anxieties on him and resist, and stand firm in the faith. And here's what he says, and the God of all grace, who called you, he cares for you, and he called you to his eternal glory. Not, not to be broken, and beat down, and depressed for the rest of your life. An eternal glory in Christ. And after you've suffered a little while, will himself restore you make you strong and steadfast. Not going to be like, look, look at me now. No, no, no. Here's why. Verse 11, to him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Some of us, this isn't just a message for us today. This has been our life story. This has been an on and off again relationship with very deep fears that aren't just rooted in a spider bit us one time. And if that's your thing, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not making light of that. <laughs> um, I'm talking about like arachnophobia or something. Um, some of them are very, very deep woundedness that we've had in our life. Like we, we have trouble remembering that God is near because of an absentee father. Or a mother who just was there, but she just drank the whole time. And so we have trouble to see that God's near. And so we've got a fear. It's manifesting itself in this anxiety. So, so some of us, we, we, nobody, we, we feel like no one really knows because we've been lying. We don't let people in because we're afraid of being hurt, hurt again, left, left again. And so it's, it's trouble. It's hard for us to see and remember that God knows he knows what's really going on. Or some of us, we've gone through some things and it just feels like nobody cares. We're pushing through things and we're trying to be, put the brave face on. 
we just need to remember right now in this very moment that God is near. The Lord is near. He knows. He knows. He knows where your anxiety is coming from. And so you can ask me where it's coming from, <laughs> but I don't know either. You can ask God. Do I, do I need to go sit down with a counselor and talk through some of this stuff? God, do I need to go on this medication? Do I not? God, God, help me like refocus and just remember who you are in the midst of this. God, is this an opportunity? Is all this going on? Is this just an attack? Or is this just an opportunity to just go deeper in you? Just to trust you with this. Come on, it's easy to trust when everything's going perfect. It's an opportunity to go deeper in him when things start to hit the fan. The Lord cares. He cares for you. I'm reminded, uh, one of my favorite songs, Band, You Can Come. Um, one of my favorite songs uh, of this Christmas season and really throughout the year is Come thou long expected in Jesus. Y'all know that one? I wish I would have pulled up the lyrics on it because, of course, as soon as I sing the first line, I can't remember any more of them. <laughs> Somebody pull it up on your phone real quick. I had it on my phone, and I, I said, I'm not looking at the clock today. I'm just going to preach. I left my phone over there, and now I, I can't remember this lyric, but that's where I want to close. I want to close this. Somebody quick. Come on, Google's faster than that. Come that long expected Jesus. Somebody, somebody, somebody. Yeah, can I hold your phone real quick? Yeah, awesome, yeah. Come, I'm just gonna sing it. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us and let us find our rest in thee israel's strength and consolation hope of all the earth thou art dear desire of every nation Joy of every longing heart. That from our fears and sins release us. Is the phrase I just wanted to draw out. I ended up saying it to you. From our fears and sins release us. And I, don't, I don't know which ones have perpetuated in your life. I don't know which ones are present now, but what I do know is that there is a God who's near. Jesus came. God knew before Jesus came because he's omniscient, but he sent his son to feel what it's like to be betrayed. What it's like to be physically abused. What it's like to be lonely and despair. It's not because he had lost sight of who God the Father was or who he was. But he knows fully. And he cares fully. And he's come to set us free. I want to ask you to stand. I want to pray a prayer. They're going to sing a couple of choruses here for us before our kids come and just lead us in just a beautiful program. It's just... It's going to be great levity for my very heavy message today.
right? But I want to pray for you right now. From our fears and sins, release us, God. Would you bow your head? Father, right now, I, I know the heaviness of this message. God, some of us, we've, we've been in anxiety the entire time since I said the word anxiety. Knowing that, God, you're digging up some things in this moment. God, I pray that no one sees it's me that's doing anything. God, it's your Holy Spirit at work because you desire for us to find healing. Whatever way that comes, God, you want to bring healing. In this age and in the age to come, you bring healing, God. You are the answer and you are the cure for the desire of every heart, God. May you, may you restore joy to your people. May, may you restore the peace of God to your people, that God, that we don't go into 2022 like we walked into 2021, God, but we are a people that are free and are free indeed. God, help us to delight ourselves in you and trust you, God. Trust you, God, just to, to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and everything else is going to be added. That's the next verse there pray that you'd speak that and just let that settle into our heart, God, right now in this moment. God, may there just be a casting of anxieties today, God, a casting of deep fears, God, that are settled back in from, from decades in our life, God. Some of us very new things that have started. We cast them on you, God, because you care for us. Our deliverer, you are Savior, in your presence we find our... Come on, if that's you today, just cast your anxieties on him. He's the deliverer. Shen God. Come on, some of you just need to open your hands and sing it together. Our deliverer, you are Savior. In your presence we find our serenity. Over everything, our redemption, God. Come on, if you've been battling, just lift up your hands and just sing it. And our deliverer, you are Savior. In your presence, we find our strength. Over everything, our redemption, God. With the, you are God, you are God. With oh, He is near, you are God. With the, sing your God with us, God. With us, you are God. Come sing this, you are here. You are here, you are holy. We are standing. Come and just recognize who he is today. He is holy God, enthroned above all of creation. One who alone is worthy of our praise. You are here. You are holy, you are standing in your glory, 
time today. Come on in victory. Our deliverer, you are Savior. In your presence we find our strength over everything. Come on, some of y'all are that close to just releasing anxiety today. We Come on, one more time. You're our redemption, our deliverer. We sing our deliverer. Our deliverer, you are Savior. In your presence we find our strength. Over everything, our redemption, God. With us, you are God. With us, God, would you seal the work by your Holy Spirit, God? That God, what you've set us free in this moment, God, what we've cast over to you, God, we wouldn't run back tomorrow morning like a dog to his vomit, God, we wouldn't run back to it. God, but we'd find freedom. We'd know that you've, you've released us. God, and I pray for anyone today in this room that, that is dealing with something chronic, something medical, I pray that they wouldn't hear, suck it up, buttercup. They would, they would hear a God who is compassionate. They'd hear a church family who's compassionate and sees you, who knows that it's not easy and says, you don't have to go through this alone. God, I thank you for victory that we have in Jesus. I thank you that you've come to be with us. We love you today. We love you today. In your holy name we pray, all God's people say. Amen. God's going to see you. Thanks for listening in today. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to celebrate with you. To connect with us about what your next step with Jesus might be, or even if you need help figuring that out, you can text the keyword FATHOM to 97000 anytime and follow the prompts. You can also go ahead and type in the search bar of your podcast app, Fathom Beyond Sunday, and there you'll find our new podcast. You'll be able to listen in on some really great conversations, just taking the truth of God's word from our Sunday sermon a step further, talking about how we can apply these truths to our everyday lives between Monday and Saturday, not just on Sunday. We love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.